This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. There you are, because the Pickens family would come on up. Stacy, Marshall, Liam, and Zach. Come on up here, you guys. Yeah. So as we uh, announced, oh boy, about a month or so ago, uh, the Pickens family... They're going to be moving on to Idaho and uh, to be closer to family. I understand Marshall uh, has a job there in the school district that you're looking forward to involving teaching advanced placement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of good things, but there means there's a, a separation uh, that uh, Stacy, who has served now for about 20 months as our children's director, this will be her last Sunday, and then you will soon be packing up and leaving the state of Alaska, not for good, right, because you're going to come back and visit, but to, to establish your lives there in, in Idaho. And so as we want to say goodbye to you uh, and bless you as you go, uh, are there some things specifically in the next several weeks we can be praying for? Oh, goodness. Um, well, we are getting on an airplane with two small children and a cat. <laughs> but myself. So... Um, I would appreciate some prayers for um, ease of travel, maybe lack of motion sickness all around. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and, and the sale of our home, we haven't sold that yet. So. Okay. So just a few minor details. Just a few minor details. Uh, but you know what? Uh, contrary to what uh, uh, the popular proverb is about the devil being in the details, <laughs> we believe that God is in the details. And that he is at work in ways that are seen, in ways that are unseen. And uh, we know that as he's prepared a place for you in Idaho, he's going to make the way for you to get there and take care of all the details. So as we uh, say goodbye uh, for now, uh, we want to pray for your family and pray for these specific needs that you've mentioned. So let's, uh, let's bow together in prayer. Father, we thank you for the Pickens family. Lord, we thank you for their ministry to us, for indeed, whether it be in children's ministry or in home group ministry or in a variety of other ways, they've touched us, Lord. You have been at work in them and through, on, through them uh, to bless our congregation. And so now, Father, as they make this transition to Idaho, uh, we ask that you would uh, provide the way for them, uh, not only with the details of their travel, but, Father, the sale of their home, that they would establish and assimilate quickly in their new community. And Father, that as you have called them from this place to Idaho, uh, we know that it is with great intentionality and purpose that you have ministry there for them and that you have lives for them to touch, even as they have touched our lives here. And so, Father, we uh, commission them, we send them with our blessing and with our prayers and with our thanksgiving for who they are and what they've meant to us. And Lord, we know uh, that you are going to make a difference in their community in Idaho through them, even as you have done here. 
And so, Father, we commit them now and send them off with thanksgiving and joy and gratefulness in our heart. And we do so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We want to thank you so much. And uh, Stacy, sort of as a, a last official platform act, if you will, because I know you're going to be involved this Sunday back in the, in the children's ministry, would you dismiss the children and send them to their classrooms? Yeah, we are. We have a special thing going on to celebrate this morning. So for Kids on the Rock, we're all going to meet in the first and second grade room, and we're going to tromp upstairs to see a movie and have some snacks. So let's go meet in the first and second grade room. All right. Kids on the Rock, you are dismissed. The rest of us, let's stand and greet one another. So you know that May has been Missions Month here at Community Covenant Church. And we have each week highlighted different areas of ministry, uh, different partnerships that we as a church are involved in uh, as we are intentional about bringing Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness not only to our community but to the world. And wasn't it great last week to hear about all the ministry that's going on uh, in western Alaska? Uh, that was just wonderful. What a wonderful Sunday. Um, of course, I wasn't here, but was able to see the video and uh, saw the, all that went on. And if you're not familiar with the ministry in western Alaska or you weren't here last Sunday, I'd encourage you to go uh, to the Bolton board in the welcome area. And there's a whole board that lists the people and the ministries that are going to be going on here, uh, not only now, currently, but through the month of July as we partner with the various ministries of the Covenant Church in western Alaska. Um, also, uh, we cannot forget that today is Memorial Day, and we are grateful uh, for not only those of you who have served in our country's armed forces, and there are many of you, uh, but we remember those who served and gave their lives. And we indeed uh, are a grateful nation. Uh, I've shared with this congregation before. Uh, when I was 18 years old, it was at the end of the Vietnam uh, War. Uh, I was at Arlington National Cemetery. And I was walking along and I came across a headstone of an Army veteran uh, who lost his life in service of our country in Vietnam. And I believe he was like 19 years old, 20 years old. Uh, and I'll never forget what it read. It said, for those who have fought for it, for those who have fought for it, freedom is a taste the protected will never know. And I looked at that, and that has just left an impression. Um, I certainly enjoy freedom, uh, but I have never uh, been called to serve to preserve that freedom. And for those of you that have, thank you, and we um, are grateful uh, for those who paid the ultimate sacrifice and have given their lives in service of our country. So I thought it was appropriate today as we look at and remember those who have served and those who have given their lives in service that we focus on one of our partnerships. It's a new partnership. It's a developing partnership dealing with ministry uh, to the military personnel 
at J-Bear. You may not be familiar with the ministry. It's called Cadence International. And Cadence International is active around the globe, ministering to military personnel. But here in Eagle River, particularly, uh, there is a mission house with a very vibrant ministry. Uh, They are reaching out and literally touching on a weekly basis dozens and dozens and dozens of young uh, military personnel. And so we're grateful for that. I want to give you a flavor for what that looks like. It's a four-minute video, but we're going to show you about a minute and 40 seconds. And let's take a look here at what goes on at the Mission House with Cadence Ministry here in Eagle River. Okay, so all you had to do is look at that last portion of the video to know we have a kindred spirit with those who participate with Cadence. Uh, That reminded me of one of our church potlucks, some of us going around and around and around over and over and over and over again. So when you look at a ministry that has that kind of impact on so many lives, uh, you want to know, well, who is behind that? Uh, Who are the people that are serving and that are making the difference in the lives of our military personnel? And I want to introduce someone today who's become a friend. Met him, uh, boy, a little over a year ago, a year and a half ago almost now, I think, Bob. Uh, Bob Cottle, come on up. Bob is the director of Cadence International here uh, in Jay Bear in the Eagle River Ministry area. And he runs the mission house that you got a picture of. In fact, Stephanie, where, you're right over there. It's just up the street from uh, the stock houses where they live. You wonder what goes on on Friday nights in that house. Now you know. <clears throat> but 50 or so cars that come around. Yeah, with all the 50 or 30 or so cars that come around. Um, but Bob and I got to talking, boy, again, about a year and a half ago. And I began to hear his heart uh, for ministry to our service personnel. And since that time, we have talked and prayed and and look for ways that we can become partners 
here at Community Covenant Church with the ministry of Cadence because we obviously uh, believe in those young people and we want to be a part of Christ making a difference in their lives. And, and so as Bob and I have talked and we began to look at possibilities, I said, Bob, it would be great if you showed up on Memorial Day weekend and that we could talk a little bit about your ministry and highlight the opportunities that uh, exist. So the first thing uh, that I'd like for you to share, I already know the answer to this, but I'd like for you to share with the congregation, is uh, what is Cadence specifically? How did you get involved? And what led you to coming here to Jay Bear and Eagle River? Well, Cadence specifically is a basically provides a home away from home for servicemen and their families all over the world. We've got over 40 different locations that we have hospitality houses. We also have youth ministry, Cadence Youth Services. That's My wife was involved in that for 91, 92, 93, something like that. And um, so how I got involved in it was God in my early years had given me a real heart through the Navigator ministry to be involved personally in people's lives. And I've continued that all the way through from college on up and uh, got to about 50. And I asked God what I want to do with the rest of my life. Do I want to continue driving, driving nails or do I want to drive home some truth into people's lives? And so God set cadence before me. Stephanie had been part of that. And uh, what an opportunity just to be able to sit down with young men and women who are really in hard places. And uh, those of you that are in the service know we get first termers up here is mainly what we minister to. And uh, just in hard places in their lives, some of them have no family background, some of them come from good families, but the, the average is not. And so they're trying to establish a new life. They're, they've gotten away from home now and they're trying to learn what it is to live life and they've picked a group of people who can love them and befriend them and walk alongside them and help them develop in their relationship with God and their relationships with people. Uh, we do a lot of counseling and small group Bible studies and things like that. So how yeah. we, that's where we are right now. So Bob, I know that uh, this is not your first uh, place of service with Cadence. Where were you before coming here to Alaska? Well, our first missionary assignment which was the first time our family had ever been overseas and the first time we'd been involved in military and the first time that uh, we'd been full-time missionaries. We sent us to Busan, South Korea for four and a half years. And so we spent four and a half years sort of developing and learning and growing and uh, ministering over there. So you went from Osan, South Korea, and uh, now you're here in beautiful, sunny, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Warm Eagle River, Alaska. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and you have the Mission House. Could you tell us a little bit about what happens there on Friday nights? Friday night we'll come in. People are allowed to come after anywhere after 3 o'clock in the afternoon to help sort of set up, clean up, or just hang around. We have people come in, and, and some of them, just because they've had a hard week, they'll get on one of the couches and lay down and take a nap before everything starts happening. But we have a... 6.30, we have prep for a meal, and a meal at 6.30, and at 7.30 we start a sort of a community builder, fun time, get to know you, opportunities to meet people at different levels, like what's the favorite thing your grandmother ever did, and they share that in a small group of people, just to connect them in ways that they wouldn't normally ask questions to connect. And then we take some time for Bible study, 
and work together through a passage of scripture. And then uh, about nine o'clock, we shut all of that down and pray and dismiss, and then we go to dessert. And then after that, you know, we don't let them have dessert after dinner because then they'd probably leave. But no, I'm just kidding. But we uh, enjoy having them stay around, and so we have different young men and women that's singles groups that will set up games after we have young couples that come, and about 10 o'clock their babies are getting really crazy and wild, and so they take off and go home. And uh, from 10 to 1, maybe we'll have games, board games, different types of activities right around the house there. So, so that's all the noise that can be heard on yeah. the side of the mountain exactly on Friday right. nights. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. You know, it's not only Friday night, but Friday night helps develop relationships. And those relationships grow into participation in Bible study, mentoring, uh, helping young married couples. Uh, In fact, Bob and I uh, were involved. Bob called me, boy, it was last year, and said, hey, I'm ministering to this young man. Um, He has a uh, difficult life experience, but I think you could be helpful in just sharing your own testimony with him. And Bob and I got to minister and counsel this young man together. Could you tell us a little bit about those ministries? Just the opportunity to be inside people's lives. Um, as you know them and you see they're hurting, you walk up and hey, can we go talk and we'll go find a quiet place in the house someplace and visit with them and find out what's going on and uh, set up meetings outside this young man that uh, Todd was talking about came back this last Friday night and it was the first time he's been back in probably six months but uh, just getting past a hard life experience and beginning to get some stability in his life again. So that's, it's fun to see them want to come back and be a part of the community. That uh, It's not just me and it's not just Stephanie, but they begin, we teach them, and they begin to love on each other and care for each other. And so there are close, intimate friendships that happen that we just watch grow and marvel at what God does in the midst of those friendships. And, so if they have difficulties, they'll come to me and say, hey, could you talk to, you know, but most of the time it's just them loving on each other and taking care of each yeah, other. That's great. And, you know, things. they'll go hiking together. Yeah. They'll work on projects together. They get together one-on-one for sharing scriptures and things like that or just go out to eat and get together and go to movies, you know. We've got a text system that, hey, we, somebody's going to see the Avengers or something like that, and there'll be 50 people or 40 people who show up to the movie and go to the movie and together. But we're together. Don't go out together. It's being together purposefully. Life on life. When you have that, and you probably know that yourself, it's harder to develop. But if it's life on life and you see somebody that's hurting, you know, you just go through life together and everybody's going to have trouble from time to time. And so when you begin to you know, you were with them and you see them hurting, you pull up alongside them because you've got a relationship and a friendship. You care and they care. And so when you're hurting, they come to you and say, hey, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? Because they see your eyes and see your countenance. And so the, the exciting part of that is, is Bob and, and the group of volunteers that work alongside him get involved in the Bible study and the mentoring and the counseling. And they're seeing uh, young service personnel come to faith in Jesus Christ, and others who already have a faith are growing and being strengthened in their faith. Uh, the exciting part about that is <clears throat> that as they leave Alaska, they go out literally as missionaries to uh, all the parts of the globe. And the beautiful part about it is on the government's dime, too, right. isn't it? Yeah. So <clears throat> it is a ministry of making disciples and then 
as the government sends our military personnel around the world, those men and women who have a passion for Jesus Christ are then able to share that with others that they come in contact with. So it is a disciple-making ministry. We, uh, as a church, um, want to become more and more and more connected with our military community, uh, even more so than we are today. And that's one of the reasons for our partnership, that we can look for ways that we can support and come alongside of each other and partner in this dynamic ministry to our service personnel. What would be some specific ways, Bob, that uh, people in our church, maybe those with military background, or, or maybe if you don't have any at all, what would be some ways that they could get involved in the ongoing ministry of Cadence? Well, one, just a simple way, is Stephanie has to plan a meal for 50 to 70, you know, 40 to 70 people every Friday night. And it'd be nice perhaps for somebody who is gifted in that area to come and just help either be a part or say, hey, we're going to just bring our life group in and we're going to serve the meal. And you get to interact with the young men and women that come through there. That's one way they can be involved. We do activities from time to time. We've got a big, it's a little late for, for people to be involved from here tomorrow, but we've got a big outreach. Two or three times a year we'll do an outreach on base where we have, a, we're going to try to barbecue some pork for four or five hundred people and do a sports day. Uh, tomorrow afternoon and uh, so we probably got 25 30 volunteers that are going to help us with that but plugging in in that we do car care days from every two times a year to help change tires and just help them to learn general maintenance we don't just do their oil change for them we help them to learn how to do their oil change so having places to do that and work I'm sorry I could have talked about things but we've got uh, a car care day and uh a place to do that where we can set up and uh, do oil pans and grease and you know minor maintenance check lights lights brakes and things like that and teach them the young servicemen how to do that we've got people that are know how and then we bring <coughs> the young ones in that don't know how and they say hey how do I change my oil so we get them participating in that but if you've got people that know how to do that can help us train young men and women to take care of their vehicles. That's just a simple thing, but we're trying to all about helping life skills develop in people's lives and uh, so they're better equipped. And you also had shared with me there's opportunity to get involved in Bible study, um, mentoring, right. uh, maybe some of you who have been in the military, who understand the dynamic, what it's like, um, can come alongside one of these men or women. And, and be a mentor, be an encourager. There's opportunities for that as well as Bible study. Now, you had shared with me one specific opportunity that you're looking for um, some former uh, military personnel that would be willing to maybe to come in and just share their testimony. Exactly right. We have a men's meeting about once a month. We have a big breakfast, and we have somebody that's experienced in the military that's along that's been able to live consistently with Christ through their service in the military to come back in and share because these young guys are like their first, second, third, fourth year in, in the military. And so they're just trying to figure out how to live as a Christian in the midst of the military culture. And that's not an easy thing. And so if somebody has had some success at that, can come in and share their life story, the things that they've been through. And um, that's a real help yeah. to just help them have a picture of uh, how do you do this Christian life in the midst of military service. Okay, so, you know, it's one thing for 
for Bob and I to get up here and share about the ministry, uh, to share with you the opportunities. But there's nothing like hearing about it from someone whose life has been impacted. So I'd like to invite Jesse Cornell to come up. Jesse's an airman. And uh, Jesse, would you spend a few minutes and just share a little bit about uh, how the ministry has impacted your life and, and how that supported your faith journey as a follower of Jesus? Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you, Todd, um, for allowing me to come out here and talk to you guys just about, like they mentioned, what Cadence has done um, in my life. So he said, my name is Jesse Cornell. I'm married. I've been in the Air Force for about nine years now. I have uh, three wonderful children uh, that my wife and I completely adore. So one of the things, you know, like you mentioned, that um, Cadence is reaching different lives, and so I'm one of the couples that have the crazy kids at 10 o'clock at night are heading out. But um, one of the things it does do is, so being married for almost uh, eight years now, my wife and I can help some of the younger couples and all that and come alongside them. But uh, talking about Cadence and what they do, you know, a couple of scriptures that come to mind, first of all, is Matthew 28, where it talks about the Great Commission, right? And, and they had mentioned several things about how Cadence does that. And, and our goal as followers of Jesus is to reach out to those who don't know him and show them that life that we now have as followers of Christ. And, and Cadence really, really does that. And what I'll, I'll share in a few seconds here, how he's done that, how Jesus has done that through Cadence in my life personally, in my wife's life and children's lives. Uh, but also another one that really comes to mind for myself is um, in Hebrews uh, 3.13. This is one of my favorite verses throughout life. You know, the writer talks about admonishing or exhorting or encouraging one another every single day as long as it's called today so that none of us are hardened by sins of deceitfulness and one of the things with the military for anybody who's been involved know that it can be a very toxic environment right and so servicemen and women need an avenue to get away from the dorms or the barracks or that life that's toxic and the alcohol and the, the debauchery and all that stuff and be in a place where they have a safe environment where it's like family and someone who truly loves them and cares about their well-being because Satan will place tons of people around you that say they care about you who do not, right? That will bring you down. And then Cadence, what they do is they offer that home away from home that will give the environment and the opportunity to these young men and women and married couples and all that to be able to get away from that and really see who Jesus is and who, who he is lived out in a practical way. So that's why I'm very sold out to what Jesus is doing through Cadence and why I wanted to share that with you today. So real quickly, I'll just go through a couple of life experiences that I've had. Um, this is my fourth duty station. So my first one, I met a Cadence missionary who is now my father-in-law and mother-in-law. Um, right. See, it was awesome. So you can see why I love it so much. No, I met my uh, beautiful wife. So we were doing vacation Bible school together. So my father-in-law is in the uh, Guard, in the Air National Guard. And so he's able to have base access and all that. And they help out with the chapel locally, as Bob and Stephanie do. And they partner with the base chapel and so they were helping out VBS, and I was um, helping out with VBS, and I would met my wife. Well, I'd also known Ed, my father-in-law, um, separately through men's ministry with Cadence. And so he'd been reaching out to me, mentoring me, and all that. And there was a time when I first joined the Air Force where I had really, really struggled. So I came in as a follower of Jesus, and I kind of hit rock bottom for a couple of weeks or months um, where I really, really hit a tough time. And Ed, instead of, you know, just letting me slip through the cracks, he grabbed me, picked me up, and showed me what it's like to be a man of Christ again and really walk that out. And then shortly after that, um, his daughter and I, you know, became married and had started living life together. And then we moved from there shortly after to Hawaii, which is, you know, kind of a dream come true and all that for a lot of people. Um, but being there, that's a tough place. So it was my wife's first time being away from home, and she's missing her, her mom and her family and all that. And I deployed almost immediately after getting there, right? So she's stuck overseas by herself 
away from everybody she knows, but there was a Cadence Hospitality House called uh, Homeport, and the Cadence missionaries there really came alongside my wife and my newborn son, Dawson, and took care of them while I was away, and really, to me, represented who Jesus is to them and showed them what that life is like again. And then I felt, you know, completely safe with, you know, where they were, and their family continued to support me while I was in Afghanistan and take care of me, send me packages, and encourage me on a regular basis. And the missionary there, uh, Paul, really reached out to the young men, and he really poured into me and helped develop Jesus in me and show me what that's like to continue to walk that out and help me to mentor other young men. So then we PCS from there to San Antonio, Texas, which was one of my wife and I's toughest assignments. Um, when we were stationed there, there was no Cadence Hospitality House, and, and one of the things we really had a hard time finding a community there because everybody was so busy and we didn't have what we were used to with, the, with Cadence and all that and being able to jump right in. Um, and so we, we went through that for about three and a half years um, and continued to grow and develop. And we really looked at it kind of like a desert time in our lives. And so we PCS here, uh, I think about 10 months ago now. And the first week we got here, we uh, met Stephanie Cottle. Bob had been uh, recovering, actually. He had had a heart attack, uh, what, about a year ago now, Bob? A little less? Right. So a little under a year ago. And so we hadn't met him yet. But um, it just shows, again, how much he's been given to the ministry. It weighs on you, and you're given to these people. But we met them, and they immediately pulled us in. And so MCHH, as you saw in the video and all the things that they're doing on a daily basis, like truly when I say, you know, when, when the Hebrew writer talks about exhorting one another daily, I can tell you Bob and I see each other probably four, five days out of the week um, and are really planning on, hey, what can we do to help these other folks out? What can we do to make their lives better? How can we grow this ministry? How can we love those around us, you know? And, and so that's the forefront of their minds. And I can tell you from experience, again, that it has done that in our lives, in my wife and I's lives, and we have continued to grow and to develop. And I, I just, I'm humbled to see what God can do through young servicemen and women because of a ministry and a simple hospitality and love shown, you know, shown by them and allowing Jesus to live through them and being willing to give their lives up and open their home up, you know, and, and taking away, you've got to think about the sacrifice that is too, having a lack of privacy for most of your time during the day and stuff because your home's open to hospitality to random folks that can come in and out. And, and the last thing I'd really like to share about that, so to me, marriage is a, a very sacred thing, right? And um, one of the things I've seen multiple times is marriages that are completely in shambles from multiple deployments, tours in Korea, and all that, and where the, the hospitality directors will come alongside these couples and bring them up out of the mire and fix, or not, you know, they don't fix their marriage, but they show them the Jesus that can fix their marriage when they think they're hopeless and they have nothing left to live for in their marriage, and their, their children are suffering and all that, and I've seen them picked back up, and then their marriage go out and be, you know, ten times better than they ever dreamed it could be. And so, again, those are small things, small examples that um, I see that the kingdom of God is developing through this ministry. That's all I got for you. Stay up there. Bob, come on up. Yeah. We have a unique opportunity here in Eagle River uh, because of our proximity uh, to uh, J-Bear to serve those who serve us. And you've heard a little bit about it. You've heard from Jesse about the impact, the difference that that makes. I uh, want to invite you following the service in the welcome area. 
as you go out and greet the Pickens family, because there's going to be a reception out there for them, some food and refreshments, so you can say thank you and your goodbyes. But I also want you to, to drop by the, the cadence table and uh, talk to Bob, uh, talk uh, to, to Jesse. By the way, Stephanie is Bob's wife. Correct. You heard her mentioned here several times, and she has a really important role to play uh, in the ministry. So women, she's looking for women to come alongside some of the, the female service uh, personnel as well. But stop by and check in with them, would you? And let's see if we can't uh, develop this partnership and really have a ministry of disciple-making to our service personnel. May I pray with the two of you? Let's do that. Father, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for uh, the ministry of Cadence International. Lord, as we pray for Bob and for Jesse, we recognize that really we're praying for a ministry that is global. Lord, men and women who are committed to reaching out around the world to our service personnel, uh, to helping disciple and make followers of Jesus Christ who can then share their faith on their various deployments. Father, we pray that you would come alongside the ministry here, the Hospitality House in Eagle River. Lord, that you would prompt uh, the hearts of men and women in our church who you may be nudging closer and closer uh, to joining Bob and Jesse in this very dynamic ministry. Father, we pray that you will continue through this ministry uh, to touch lives in just deep, deep ways. And Father, as you do that, we want to recognize that it is the work of Christ, uh, His ministry to them, that you are inviting us to become a part of. So we thank you for that opportunity. We thank you, Father, this morning for Cadence, for Bob, for Jesse. We thank you for the ministry that's taking place here in Eagle River. And we ask, Lord, that you would continue uh, to bless it and to grow disciples. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's hear it again. You can. Go ahead. Grab, I can yell at him. No, grab the microphone here. There you go. If you want to be involved, if this is something that God is, just lays on your heart, <clears throat> after Memorial Day, we'll be open to have pick up a card um, from the table, email us, or give us a phone call. How can I be involved? If that's something that God lays on your heart, and we'll try to find a place where you can be part of what we're doing here. So thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. I just want to share a, a brief devotion with us this morning before we go back into worship. And uh, it's just a thought I, I had in, in preparation for uh, Bob and Jesse coming with Cadence and, and thinking about this day, uh, Memorial Day. Uh, there's a passage uh, that I want to share with you this morning. So if you open your Bibles up to John chapter 15, I'm going to be looking specifically just quickly here in verses 12 through 17. And as we come into John chapter 15, you may be familiar with it. Uh, we learn about the, the vines and the branches. And of course, uh, Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. God, our Father, is the vine dresser. And, and really, uh, it is about the vine life or the divine life. Uh, what it means to live and to walk and to have fellowship to the point of being called a friend of Jesus. What does that mean? What does that look like? And, and just briefly, if you were to break this chapter up into some of the central themes, 
the first part of it talks about uh, the believer's relationship to Christ himself. That's the relationship between the vine and the branches. Uh, then you get into the section that we're looking at quickly, verses 12 through 17, which talk about uh, the relationship of believers to one another. What does that look like? And then from there you move into another section that talks about the relationship of believers to the world. And then finally, with all of that in mind, uh, chapter 15 closes and moves into the first part of chapter 16 with a reminder that it's all possible for you and me because of the work of Christ, but specifically that He empowers us through His Holy Spirit in the last part of that chapter talks about our relationship with the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us uh, to live life differently, to live life transformed as we follow Jesus Christ. But verses 12 through 17, Jesus says this, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Now that's that's verse 12. That's not the first time he said that. In John chapter 13, verse 34 specifically, he says that all people will know that you're my followers, that you're my disciples, because of the love that you have for one another. <clears throat> Excuse me. So one of the things that becomes very apparent as, as we look at uh, chapters 13 and following through 17, which we call the the farewell discourse, is that first and foremost, if followers of Jesus are going to be able to um, fulfill the purpose to which He's called them, there has to be a bond and unity of love uh, that comes from Him. It's the lifeblood that flows from the vine to the branches that enables them to love each other, us, loving each other even as Christ has loved us. And he goes on to describe that. In verse 13 he says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay one's life down for one's friends. Greater love has no one than this, that they be willing to lay their life down for one's friends. And what Jesus is calling us to do is to live our lives in such a way that we are willing in word and deed, both in thought and action, to love each other to the point where we lay our lives down. Now that might not be literally in the sense that Jesus did as He went to the cross to die for us and for our sins. Uh, maybe it's setting ourselves aside and looking out for the interests of others as greater than our own, as Paul reminds us in, in Philippians chapter 2. Uh, maybe it is not insisting on being right, but instead doing the right thing for the sake of loving someone else in the gospel. There's a lot of expressions of sacrifice. There's a lot of expressions of, of dying to self. But the point here is, is that Jesus is calling us to a high calling. He's calling us to fulfill the purpose for which He's called us, that we would bear much fruit. But we do that on the foundation of love and the basis of love. And that, that love is central to our identity as who we are as Christ's followers. Verse 14, he says, 
You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything I have learned from my Father, I have been made known to you. So what does that mean? It means that we willfully, we willfully obey Jesus. Uh, Not because we have to. I mean, duty is good. Uh, Duty makes us do things well, but love makes us do them beautifully. And what we do for Jesus, we do willfully out of love. And we do with a full knowledge of what it is He's asking us to do. In fact, what He's saying here is, a servant really doesn't know his or her master's business. They just do what they're told. They obey because they're told to obey. And that's their job as a servant. But, but Jesus says, you're my friend. I have intimately shared my life with you and disclosed my heart and, and all that the Father has given me and shared with me about, about what my mission is and about the mission I'm giving you. Now I'm sharing with you. And a friend is one who says yes. Yes to Jesus. Yes, I want to be a part of that mission. Yes, there's a, a sense of duty, but beneath that duty is, is this love. There's a friendship. There's literally a relationship that takes place in the life of one that's transformed through Christ, in which the life of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit flows in our very being, that we are a part of that eternal fellowship. That's how close we are. Now, finally he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Remind you again that we've been called by God, for God, for His divine purposes. And He's called us to bear fruit and that our lives might be a part of a a greater move of God, something greater than ourselves. We have that opportunity to live for something greater than ourselves. Uh, Memorial Day, we think of those who live for an ideal, freedom. Those who have given their lives in the cause of something greater than themselves. But this is something even deeper than that. This is a call to commitment from the one we love to the one whom we love to be a part of something greater than ourselves, to give our lives away in the cause of the kingdom of God. Not because we have to, but because we willingly respond to God's call in our life. As He has providentially, as the Scripture said, chosen us and set us apart for His purpose, that we might bear fruit, fruit that will last. You see, what you and I are called to be about, what you and I should be remembered for in the great heavenly Memorial Day, if you will, is that we gave our lives in the cause of God's kingdom as followers of Jesus Christ. That we lived for something greater than ourselves. And that is so countercultural to our culture.
and how other people choose to live. But we've been called to that. And finally it says, not only that you might go bear fruit and fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in the name of the Father, or in my name, the Father will give you. You know what that's saying? Not that you want a new home or a new car or that vacation or you want your son or daughter to get into the best school or, or whatever the things that you might want to ask for on your wish list. You know what that's really saying? It's saying that you and I are so intimately connected to Jesus who's the vine that His life flows through us to the point where we willfully and in love and obedience to His call in our life are so committed to living for something greater than ourselves that ultimately, because He's revealed His Father's will for His life and for our life to us, that we are so in concert with God's will that when we pray, we're praying in accordance to that. And then when we do that, we can expect Him to answer. That's what that's saying. Now catch this. Remember he, he starts this section about how we should relate to one another. My commandment is this, verse 12. Love each other as I have loved you. Right? Greater love has no one than this, that they lay down their life for their friend. But look how he concludes this in verse 17. He bookends it again with a reminder. This is my command that you love one another. Here's the point. As we celebrate Memorial Day, and we think of men and women in service of our nation who have been willing to sacrifice their lives for the sake and the cause of something greater than themselves, we remember today that God has given a high calling to us, to you and to me as followers of Jesus that we too would live for something greater than ourselves. That we would invest our lives and give our lives for the sake of God's kingdom. For the sake of the Gospel. That others might come to know the joy of our salvation. That we're being called and set apart by God for that specific purpose. But we'll never be able to accomplish that. Whether it's here at Community Covenant or beyond unless we are committed to loving each other. Jesus knew that the pressure from without would be so great unless the unity within was anchored by love, His love, literally coming from the life that He has given us, that there's no way we could accomplish that mission. That's why He starts and He finishes with the command to love one another. And so I would say this morning, as you ask yourself the question, as a follower of Jesus, what do you want to be remembered for? If someone were to memorialize you, may it be said of all of us that we were willing to lay our lives down for one another. And we were willing to do that because we love each other the way Christ has loved us.
As the worship team comes forward, I invite them. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word this morning. We thank You that You have invited us to be a part of something much greater than ourselves, to, to give away our life even as Christ has given His life to us in the cause of the Gospel. But Father, we know and we recognize that it requires more than duty to accomplish this. Father, it requires the very life of Christ flowing in and through us through the power of His Holy Spirit. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. And may that be the first act each day and the last act each day of our lives. May we continually consider what it means to love one another. And Father, by doing that, we not only identify ourselves as Your followers, but Father, we are able then to fulfill the purpose to which You've called us. Lord, if we speak in the, the tongues of angels, if we prophesy, if we do many good things in Your name, but have not love, Father, as Paul says, we're like a, a clanging gong or a banging cymbal. So help us today, Father, to heed the words of Jesus and to recommit ourselves to the foundation upon which you have built your church. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.